respectable door. Two friends, two murders. That doesn't break your guys' indrum. In drums. <laughs> Scratch it. Starting over. One, two, three. <laughs> Just kidding. That was a mulligan oh, intro. Man, it's the second one and I've messed up, so we're <laughs> killing it today. I think it's endearing. It's fine. It's fine. Hello, um, everyone. Hello, it's everyone. Day. It's a good day. Guess what today is? I was like staring at you like, I don't know what you're doing, but it's I'm Game of Thrones Sunday. Game of Thrones intro. Guys, Game of Thrones comes out today, season da, seven, na, na, na. the last season. Aubrey's wearing a dope-ass shirt. It's, everything is better with some wine in the belly. Which, honestly, I don't believe, but it's the only Game of Thrones shirt I could find that was semi my size, even though it's not. <laughs> yeah. So I bought it. Because, it's fine. Guys, I wanted to have a Game of Thrones party today. Well, you're pretty much set up. You have Game of Thrones Monopoly. I got Game of Thrones Monopoly, Game of Thrones bottle opener, Game of Thrones shirts. Uh, the best one, Game of Thrones Oreos. Game of Thrones Oreos. I love that. I'm making you tacos. Found hidden ones. I found. Yeah, me and Riley went to Target looking for Game of Thrones decorations, which don't exist, by the way. <laughs> and we were trying to find Oreos, which everyone else bought. We found two hidden on a top shelf, which I couldn't see because I'm like the shortest person ever. <laughs> but Riley is the tallest person ever, and he would just like grab them, and I'm like, a short Perfect. people would have never found those. Yeah, and that's why we need tall people in our life. People thought they had a good hiding spot. <laughs> well, they don't. We got him. So, <laughs> but yeah. So I wanted to have a party, but it's just gonna be me, my mom, and brothers because Kylie won't come. Who said that's just not kidding. a party? Yeah, right. Finn would like murder me if I didn't watch <laughs> Game of Thrones with him. So it's fine. You're just gonna miss out on our surround sound. <laughs> <laughs> but we, when we were looking at shirts, there was only, like, this wine shirt and then, like, House Lancaster and House Stark. Lancaster. Twitch. Lancaster. <laughs> Lannister. I'm such a fan. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay. Lancaster always pays his I, debts. <laughs> yes. I wanted a house of, like, Jon Snow's butt. Oh, who you know what doesn't? Like, I want to get on that. They need to just make shirts of Jon Snow's butt. Yeah, they... They did it, and I don't think our, uh, our husbands would like when if we wore those shirts. But they'd be hella jealous. They'd be way jealous. Is um, Jon Snow your favorite then? Right? You know, I I like Jon Snow because he's hot. Yeah, um, and I yeah. do like his character. Cersei can die, and I wouldn't even shed a tear. <laughs> I really like Arya. Yeah, Arya's She's badass. Yeah. Um, and then I like what's his face, the little guy, Tyrion. Tyrion. Yeah, I'm gonna get so much shit for this, but guess who? Like my favorite character was. Who? Little well, was? Finger. So is he dead? Little finger. Ew. I'm obsessed with him. But why? I have the weirdest crush on him. It's just, I know it's gross, yeah. but I can't Mm-mm. help it. I don't like that. I'm into it. I'm hoping that even though, like, and sorry if these are spoilers, but it's been, like, years, so it's, Yeah, you should have caught up. Yeah. At, at this point, if sorry, you're gonna watch it, sorry. you're gonna watch it. So yeah. if you haven't watched it, you're probably not going to. He, like, I'm hoping that the actor or, like, his character is still in it because Arya, like, since she killed him, now she has, like, the many she faces. His face. So I'm, like, still hoping he's in this season. I don't. I just, uh, <laughs> I just love him. I don't like anything about him. <laughs> My kidding. friend Hannah does the best impression of him. <laughs> like, uh, I can't even try it. I was going to say, let's hear it. <laughs> no, she says, like, shan, shan. <laughs> I can't. 
can't do it. That's like exactly what he sounds like. <laughs> you thought it was Littlefinger sitting right next to you. I did. I, I felt it exactly. But Ugh. guys, we got a few reviews on Instagram. Oh or yeah, no, we did. On, not on that. Sure, uh, whatever. I'm on iTunes. Uh, iTunes. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for uh, who went and left us a review. It was so adorable to see and made us super happy. So if you haven't already, it would be dope if you went and did that. Heck yeah. Uh, I mean, only good ones. <laughs> <laughs> only five stars. So I'm like, obviously, these girls don't know how to make a podcast and edit because I mean, they're a hot mess. Delete. <laughs> but we do like the reviews, whether yeah, they're no, good or bad. Totally. Because the feedback is good. Absolutely. If you have anything that you, like, want to tell us and you just don't want to say it directly to us, you should <laughs> totally leave us a review. For sure. Um, speaking of people who can't make a podcast, our husbands, Ugh, they, uh, who do they think they are. I don't know. They're like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like, we should make a podcast called Two Bros, Two Murders. Trying to ride our coattails. Yeah, and I'm like, first of all, me and Kylie have, like, a lot of followers, <laughs> so it's not going to happen. But if they do make a podcast, please go follow them, even if they suck. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, though, I will give them tips on how to not get, like, certain people to follow, because I went through oh, gosh. and tried to, like, Freaking Kylie. <laughs> I tried to boost our Instagram followers, right? And I end up just following this one called, like, Sassy TV. Yeah, guys. It's <laughs> quite saucy. So Aubrey jumps on, not knowing this. And it's, like... It's, it's ladies. Like, ladies getting it. Getting it. <laughs> like, right on the top like, of our news oh, feed. Oh, Saucy TV. Who followed them? <laughs> Kylie. God. My bad. My bad. Kylie's just a, a hot mess all over the place today because she touched Cornelis, oh, the cat, eye. not the guy we work with. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> Don't be touching cornicorn. <laughs> but she touched Cornelius, and now her eyes all swollen and red. Yeah. Well, and so, so, like, every time I come over here, I pet him, and the same thing happens. And so Finn's like, why do you pet him? You know you're allergic to him. And I'm like, Ugh. The temptation. Not He's petting so him isn't an option. He's adorable. He's so cute, and he just, like, he wants to be everyone's friend. He's so cute. We I just let him. When we're at work, and um, maybe I shouldn't talk about work, but whatever. When <laughs> we are at work and Aubrey's little ringer notifier goes off, we can, like, see. Oh, my Nest cam? Yeah, your yes. Nest cam. That's what it's called. Yeah. I'm not fancy. I don't have that life. <laughs> yeah, my doorbell I have, doesn't even I work. have the Nest cam. So if Cornelis <laughs> is outside, he'll walk in front of the garage, and it'll alert me that someone's in my driveway, and it's just Cornelis chilling. Yeah, just chilling. (laughs) And then I'm at work and I'm like, who is it? And it's cute little Cornelis. Little (laughs) Cornicorn. Who is it? It was Mitch. Kylie's looking at us. Your brother. Guys, we record in the basement and sometimes random people just walk in, but say hi, Mitch. He's gone. He's gone. (laughs) He doesn't want any part of us. (laughs) Hello. Oh, hi, hi, Mitch. Just kidding, Kylie. (laughs) All right, guys. But anyways, welcome to episode six of Two Friends, Two Murders. I'm Tabby Law. I'm Blair Matlock. I don't know if this confuses you guys, because Tabby <laughs> equals Aubrey, Blair equals Kylie. It's okay if you get us mixed up. Our voices are quite similar. Not really. Kylie's louder <laughs> than me. Way louder. I talk a lot. My microphone's I say, like a lot. yards away from me still, even <laughs> at this point. 
Um, but this episode, we're talking about vacation murders. And we want you guys, if you guys have experienced anything creepy on a vacation, send us a message and let us know, because we want to know all the deets. So, like, when me and Finn went, for an example, when me and Finn went, actually nothing creepy happened, but <laughs> we were going on our honeymoon, and it was, like, the first time I had really ever been out of the country, like, not with my family, you know? Like, yeah. I've been out of yeah. the country before, but it was always, like, with my mom. Mm. So, like, safe, safe you know? <laughs> Uh, didn't have to adult too much. And so <laughs> this time it was like just me and Finn. And in the email from our resort, they had said like, don't get like, there's imposters that like will pretend like they're trying to pick you up. Like, but they have yeah. to like the people in our like resort will be wearing like a yellow shirt and like tan pants or something or like blue pants or something like that. Yeah. Right. And so then there was the blue guy. pants. Yeah. That is quite common. I know. <laughs> so when we landed, there was a guy like waiting there to pick us up and was like, oh, hello, Mr. and Mrs. Finn. But he wasn't wearing blue pants. Oh, God. So I was so like. that green. I don't even. I think they were khaki or like it was like <laughs> vice versa. Like it was either blue or I don't know. But he wasn't wearing the correct color of pants. And so I thought like we were totes being abducted. <laughs> like I was just so nervous. I feel like I'm not the getting in the car right there. He was wearing like, green pants. It was dark and like obviously to get to our resort it was like through all these like weird like jungly type roads and so like i was like trying to nope. send my mom a pin from mexico <laughs> in case i was abducted Just in case you're kidnapped it was here is my location and then it was like completely fine so you know i've never left the country with anyone and i don't really plan to just kidding i really like going on vacation i just feel safe you have to you, you, know? you have to go to ireland I do have to go to Ireland. Kylie's going to Ireland. I am going to Ireland in in three weeks. What am I going to do, guys? We're not going to have Kylie with us for two weeks. Uh, I'm going to be a mess. Try to keep yourselves together, people. I mean, hopefully, maybe I'll just find a new podcast person. Uh, I'm just kidding. uh, Wow, replace Um, so easy. Replacements wanted. Just kidding. (laughs) No one will ever replace you, Kylie. Thank you, Tabby. And speaking of Kylie, you're first. Oh, I am first. Okay vacation murder are you ready for this i was gonna sing a song but i can't think of any i feel like that's something i have to do now but i can't think of a vacation murder vacation all you ever wanted you don't know that song (laughs) (laughs) vacation had to get away okay that worked i don't know i don't know that song maybe it's just your singing i don't know (laughs) it's too good clicking a bell clicking a bell in my brain Oh, God. This is why we can't record two episodes in one week, because I struggle. We're hot messes. Okay. All right, you go. I got this. Okay, so my story is about the Mac family. The Mac. Um, <laughs> you can't do that. Uh, they're, okay. <laughs> so, the Mac family. Uh, there's the father, who was a pretty popular jazz composer. His name was Jim Mack. And then there's the wife, Sheila. And she was an academic socialite. And then they had their daughter, Heather Mack. Um, they were a wealthy family. They were really close. Um, people described Heather's upbringing as very loving. And they were she was like the pride and joy of her parents, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when Heather was 10 years old, her father was diagnosed with colon cancer mm-hmm. and actually passed away while the family was on a trip in Greece. Oh, sad. Like, yeah. he died in Greece while they were yeah. there? Yeah. 
Yeah, isn't that, oh, that awful? That sucks. That would ruin Grace for you. Seriously. So now it's just Heather and her mom, but tensions are like starting to run tight and their relationship is kind of starting mm-hmm. to like Like their dad was what was holding them together. Yeah, I think so. Like they just do not get along. So like the relationship became super explosive and Heather just kept acting out more and more after her father died. So she's like a teenager in this. Oh, okay. Well, she was 10 when her father died and then things just kept getting yeah. worse and worse, okay. right? Um, so in middle school, she was very defiant, breaking rules, skipping school. She, like, started uh, stealing money from her mom. Oh, boy. And then Sheila would tell, her, like, her friends and, like, her sister and stuff that she felt like she was being abused by Heather, verbally and physically. Like, over a 10-year period, uh, the police were called to their home for domestic disturbances. Jeez. Over, Yeah. Like, just between I, her and her mom yelling? Yelling. Like, Heather would actually, like, push Sheila. Jeez. And, like... Uh, one time she uh, broke her arm because she pushed her down and like Heather would like bite her like they were just (laughs) getting into like fight after fight after fight um one time Sheila sent her friend an email saying how violent Heather was and she like took off and she was super worried about her and just she just didn't know what she was gonna do next Hmm. so what do you do when your daughter pushes you and bites you you go on vacation that's it that's it that'll solve it yep the pla- so they planned a vacation to Bali. Um, it was supposed to be like a reset on their relationship and an opportunity for them to bond and, mm. you know, rebuild their relationship. Yeah. So they book a room at the uh, St. Regent's Hotel at a very lavish upscale resort in Ugh. Bali called Nusa Dua. Nope. Never heard of that. <laughs> oh, no? Nope. Uh, the rooms there are almost like $1,000 a night, possibly Jesus. more. So it's like a really like high... So us peasants won't be staying there anytime soon. <laughs> Not unless we start saving our pennies uh, for quite some time. Yes. We ain't going to Nusa <laughs> No. Um, so on this trip, like they're posting, it looks like they're having fun and it looks like they're having a good time. They're posting selfies together. Um, they're like doing activities together and all this kind of fun stuff. Um, but what... Sheila didn't know is that Heather had stolen one of her credit cards and paid for a flight for her boyfriend Tommy Schaefer to come to the hotel. Mm -hmm. Like it. So she booked her flight and uh, a room for Tommy on her mom's credit card. And her mom may be checking that. She didn't realize. So like she's, I think she like did it while they were already in Bali. Mm. Um, So. And the relationship between Tommy and Sheila was not good. Like, she felt like he was a really bad influence on Heather. He was known for running around with a bad crowd. And even some of his friends distanced themselves from Tommy because of how much he would lie and exaggerate a bunch of stories. So he's not, like, who she wanted to see on this video, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so Tommy gets to the hotel and Sheila is actually asleep. So Heather sneaks out of their room and goes down to the beach with Tommy. Sheila wakes up and goes to the reception desk and finds out where Heather is. And they tell How her. How do they know? I don't know. Following her. <laughs> yeah, like watching her like a hack. I don't know. Um, but the reception uh, person is able to tell her that Tommy Schaefer checked into a room under her credit card. So she obviously freaks out. Yeah. And then... Um, Heather and Tommy go into his room and go to sleep, and Sheila is... Go to sleep. Yeah, or, you know, get it. (laughs) But uh, Sheila, like, finds them and is just, like, freaking out at them, like, just screaming, like, texting her, and just... It's, like, chaos at this point. Oh, boy. Um, 
so they end up parting ways, though, like, and uh, Sheila's just in their room, like, fuming, obviously. Yeah. And so Heather goes back into the room where Sheila and her continue to fight. Uh, Sheila hasn't actually even seen Tommy at this point, though, so sorry, I should have made that more clear. Like, when they were fighting, like, Sheila's, like, texting Heather, freaking the, the F okay. out. Like, yeah. where are you? Blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Um, and so then once Heather was done sleeping in Tommy's room, she went over to hers and Sheila's room and so then they begin to actually fight in person gotcha so at this point Heather or Sheila hasn't even seen Tommy like doesn't know where he is okay so they're kind of fighting back and forth between the rooms but Heather's able to sneak Tommy into their room and he's like hiding in a closet oh boy and so while like Heather and Sheila are still verbally fighting like Heather and Tommy are texting while Tommy's hidden in the closet saying like we should kill her, like, Ew. how should we kill her, like, we need to, like, you need to knock her in the head, and we can pretend like she was drunk and she just fell, or something like that, so, like, come to find she out. She just fell? Yeah, come okay. to find out, like, Tommy and Heather have been planning this. For like, a while. Like, ever since, like, Heather knew that they were going on vacation, like, they were like, we, we gotta take, get rid of my mom. Yeah. So, Tommy ends up coming out of the closet, and has this, like, glass fruit bowl with a metal handle. Like, I don't, it was, like, a weird Is it a pan? It's, like, a weird pan, but it's, like, a glass fruit, fruit okay. bowl with a metal handle. That's how they do it in Bali. Where they, are they? Yeah, they're in Bali. Good. I don't, it's actually showed, I could post a picture of it if you people are interested. If you really want to see this pot <laughs> yeah, pan I mean, bowl. That's, that's what's interesting in this story. <laughs> exactly. Um, but so he ends up hitting her Sheila in the head with it over and over and over again until she asphyxiates. Sure. Is that how you say it? Mm Mm-hmm. On her own blood, and she dies. Jeez. It's a rough death. Yeah. So, like, she thought she was just coming on this vacation with her daughter to, like, bond and, like, rebuild. Yeah, and and then look what her daughter planned. Yep, exactly. So then they stuff her body into a suitcase and wheel it down through the hotel, put it in a taxi, and take off. And one of the hotel members know, and like you can see this on security cameras, like you can see Tommy actually like walking into the room Ooh. with like the fruit bowl hidden in his. And like, then do you see him like jacket. walk out? And then you see them like wheeling out the um, suitcase. It's disgusting. It's I'm so, watch it. Yeah, I'll send. I could actually post a link of the thing that I watched. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. pretty creepy. Um. So one of the hotel members had noticed that the suitcase was, like, dripping blood out of the corner. So he ended up calling the police. Just a small thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they were able to locate... So the police were able to locate Tommy and Heather because they had checked into a, another hotel, like, a mile away Probably from Probably under her mom's credit card again. Probably under her mom's credit card. And the people ended up reporting them to the police anyway because they were acting super suspicious hmm. and didn't have any luggage. So, yeah. like, they just, You're obviously like, foreigners. Yeah, exactly. So, they're, they're acting weird, so they got reported anyway. Hmm. So, I mean, long story short, they obviously know it's them. They admit to it. Like, they don't... Well, sorry, I guess at first they try to pretend that, like, it was an armed gang that came in to kill them. But then we just, like, wanted to move our body in a suitcase. Yeah. Like, like she was like, I'm not leaving my mom here, so yeah. I'll put her in a suitcase. Obviously. Yeah, it's disgusting. But, so they played that game for, like, a minute, but, yeah. like, it unraveled very quickly. I so mean, yeah, they fell under the pressure. Panic. Mm-hmm. So the two were put on trial in Indonesia court, Indonesian court system, and Heather was given 10 years, while Tommy was given 18. So That's it? That's It's it. so weird. It's super weird. So, like, apparently prisons well, there are really different. Well, is it because they different. were teenagers? 
I mean, I guess, but still. Huh. So, and, and the prisons there are super weird because they're still allowed, like, cell phones and stuff, and, like, they can have, like, social media. Well, apparently Bali is the place to go if you're going to prison. Seriously. Well, she, did they like, go to prison in Bali yeah, then? Yeah, okay. so they're in prison. Like, But in the prison, she still like has a cell phone. She still has like a social media account. Okay. She cool. po- she constantly posts pictures of her like partying and like there's a video of her like smoking weed. There's a party, like a video of her like getting, she's like in this like lesbian threesome thing now. Oh, cool. Yeah, so. Cool. Well, Saucy TV. You found your next person. (laughs) Yeah, just tag her in it. And then, um, so what's kind of crazy, too, is that this whole time she was pregnant with Tommy's child. So that's kind of another motive as to why they killed her, because they thought that they would inherit her $11 million, like, fund, which actually only ended up being, like, $1 million. But, like, it's just... So did she end up having the baby? So she ended up having the baby, and in this court system, they let the baby live with her up until she's two. So she, what the f? It's so weird. Like this baby, like lives with her in this in, in this prison up until she was two, and then she had to like give it over to a guardian temporarily. This is a pretty easygoing prison. It's insane. And so, like one of the interviews that I watched, like the guy was interviewing Sheila's uh, brother and sister, and it was just like, how do you feel like seeing her? like living it up basically like after she did all of this and they're like it's like awful we hate it yeah because it's like she didn't learn her lesson at all like no. she's not reaping any punishment 10 years so are they out now she has or uh, is it they're still in no i think she gets out in 20 2020 i think okay. maybe i think that's the year i could i need to double check that yeah. i'm not sure but um it's so weird. Like, they even give them, like, reduced sentences. Like, by a, they, like, reduce their sentence by a month as a Christmas present. Oh. Yeah. And, like. nice. Yeah. It's so crazy. Like, uh, people. So, like, one of the interviews that I was watching again, too, they were, like, comparing it to this other lady. So, there was, like, this British lady that ended up getting caught with, like, a bunch of cocaine. And nice. she is getting a death sentence. But these what? people who, yeah, these people who I'm ended up killing their mom. I if it had something to do with them being younger or probably, something. It probably played it so into it. So it's like it. harsh if you're an adult smoking yeah. cocaine. Yeah. But if you were a teenage kid killing people, you good. Ten years. Ten you years. Be out. Max. Uh, Tommy and you got can keep your kids. Still. And you can keep your kid for two years. <laughs> two years. And then so, they're gone. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. So here uh, is a video of her in the prison. Like she has like her a YouTube channel too. So oh like my she gosh. just. These, this is a clip from, like, the, one of her YouTube posts. Okay. I don't regret killing my mother. And as evil as that may sound, that's my reality. I killed her myself. And then I told Tommy that if he did not help me clean the room and get rid of the body, that I would tell the police that he did it. The only thing Tommy is not innocent of is hiding the body. And the only reason he did that is because of me. I'm sorry, Tommy Schaefer. I'm sorry. Why did she say that it was her that killed her? So, uh, like, literally right after she posted that, her attorney, like, said that Tommy was, like, coercing her to do it. Uh But, like, it's... They have evidence that it was Tommy yeah. that did it, right? So, like, and he even admitted to doing it. So, like, it makes no sense. And if someone's coming out who's like, I have no regret... Yeah. And why would you only put them in prison for 10 years? Because what makes you think they wouldn't regret doing it again? Yeah, exactly. 
I have no idea. The system over Silly. there is freaking insane. Yeah, people. So people call this the uh, Bali suitcase murder. Ooh, I'm uh-huh. definitely gonna look up that video because I want to watch. Yeah, that. it's pretty creepy because just like it's so eerie because you know like what's you happening, know what's in especially there. like him like walking to the room. It's just like oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Save her, somebody Ooh, help, Sheila, Sheila, run. Anyway, that's my uh, vacation murder. That one's a good one. Yeah, I and thought it was. When like, you think vacation murders, you don't think your family killing. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. So I that's would, a good switch up. Mm-hmm. Mine's not that way. That's all right. Hit but us it, with the other. Hit us with yours. But I guess it's good. We're getting two different kinds. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm a start. All right. Are you gonna sing a song? No. Sing this. Sing my song. The I one. forgot it already. <laughs> Fine. No song. Take it away. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, My murder is about Sarah Kuzak. Kuzak. Yes. There's no fancy name. Just the murder of Sarah Kuzak. (laughs) So sorry. All right. So Sarah Kuzak, she was actually a really outgoing girl who loved to be outside. She actually worked as a chef on a yacht. Dang. So she spent 90% of her life on the water going around feeding really rich people. So, you I know. I just wondered what it was like, what it'd life. be like to, like, work on a cruise. See, I feel like I would get sick. Yeah, I don't know that I could do it. good on you if you can, because that would be dope. It would be such a cool experience. Yeah. So, she loved going outside. She loved being on a boat. She loved jogging. She just was a super fit, outgoing person. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that she was super excited about was actually her upcoming wedding and birth of her first child. Aww. So, she was just... All of her friends said she was very happy when all of this took place. Um, and, yeah, that she just – she spent her life vacationing. So she was living yeah, the life everyone else wants. Uh, so a little bit of background on Kuzak. She was born and raised in San Jose, but she actually lived in Savannah, Georgia when all of this took place. Um, in 2004, while vacationing in Fiji, she met her fiancé, Cheshire McIntosh. Cheshire. Who was a pilot – I don't know what you would call them – a captain. Yeah. That's it. The captain of the yacht. Of yachts. <laughs> the yacht. <laughs> oh, that's fine. So she, they actually started uh, working together. So she quit her job. I think it is a captain. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> captain, pilot, sir, whatever. Uh, but she quit her job um, and they actually started working together for super rich people and he would just drive the boat and she would cook for people. Nice. And they just spent all their time together. Living the best life. Living the best life. So after they met in Fiji, they actually started dating immediately, uh, and they spent weeks on end on these yachts. So they would just be gone for weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, after about two years of dating, Kuzak, that's when she found out she was pregnant with uh, McIntosh's kid, and when that's when she actually quit her job, and that's when they went off to sea. Gotcha. So in February of 2009, Kuzak was visiting Puerto Rico with McIntosh, so they actually had, they were actually on a cruise Caribbean with this million dollar dude who just hired them to work on his boat for months. Oh, okay. So they were docking in Puerto Rico for a small vacation before they left for a couple more months to go to the next destination, wherever they were going. Right. So at this time, uh, she was six months pregnant and they had been working on planning on getting married in the next few months in the British islands. And that's when they were going to actually settle down and take care of their family, take mm-hmm. a few weeks or months off, because obviously this selling job is months at a time. Yeah. So uh, while in Puerto Rico in the morning, she decided she would go for a jog. Super normal. That's something she did all the time. Uh, she actually 
when you she went to a new place, she would always visit the local marina, and she would ask the employees where a safe place to run was. So that was super smart oh, on her end. Oh, that is smart. Yep. So she went to the local marina, and actually one of the local workers volunteered to drive Kuzak to a local running place that was about 10 minutes away from the where they were docked. So, which... This already seems weird because why would you take a, a drive with a random person? But this random person has nothing to do with it. It's just still weird to me. Huh. Yeah, definitely but wouldn't. Apparently, if it's a marina employee, I'm sure they're super close with them, especially already working on yachts and stuff that it's just, I don't know. It's a thing. Maybe that's normal for her. So the marina employee gave her her phone number just in case she wanted her to come pick her up if she needed a ride and drove away. So she just left her at this running, this running area. This actually where this took place was one of the safest places to date in Puerto Rico. So it's not like this yeah, happens a lot. So right. she felt fine. She felt safe. So she just dropped her off. And I mean, what could go wrong? Mm-hmm. A lot. Da, da, da. So during her run, a man named Eliza, that's probably not it, Navida. Navido. Eliza Navido. The names in this. You always have the best I names. Al- I don't know what Kuzak, it is. Because I Cheshire. Suck. Eliza. Eliza. It's probably not that. We're going to call him Navido. Navido. He spotted Kuzak jogging alone, so he stopped his car. So what happened was he spotted her jogging, spotted her. He drove past her, pulled her car, his car over, opened the trunk, and then he was, like, hiding in front of the car so that when she jogged past that he could grab her. So that's what he did. So he parked. He was hiding. So when Creepy. she passed, he grabbed her and put a knife to her neck. And forced her into the trunk of his car. Oh my god. That so, was so scary. One crazy thing was Kuzak, she still had her cell phone on her, so she was actually able to make a calls from her abductor's uh, trunk. Mm-hmm. So she tried to get a hold of Cheshire a few times, but he didn't answer because he was doing whatever he was doing. She got a hold of the marina employee who dropped her off and was able to say, I've been kidnapped and I'm in the trunk of a car. I need help. Holy shit. So she was able to give a description of the man and the car. So she said it was a black car. Her abductor was a tall Puerto Rican man. He has a mustache. He's wearing a sports shirt and a red baseball cap. So she got all of this yeah. just from that. So she got the details. So she gave her all this information and then the line goes dead. So the employee calls 911 and the police begin their search for the car, but could be anywhere. At this point, it's been about five yeah. or six minutes since she was first abducted. At least they kind of knew the area-ish yeah. of where she was, yep. I guess. So about 10 minutes after she was kidnapped, she was finally able to get a hold of her fiancé. So imagine this call. So he picks up the phone and she said, I've been kidnapped. He's put me into the trunk of his car. I'm bleeding from my neck. So he actually had cut her neck open. Oh my God. So she's holding her neck together, talking to him during this. She gives him the the description of the man and she says, I'm going to die. She says, I know I'm going to die. So she's basically trying to tell him, like, I, I'm not going to make it. Like, can you imagine, like, your loved one call, no. like, getting that call? No, that, like, gave me chills. Yeah. Is yeah. So, horrendous. at this point, so the phone then cuts off. I think at this point the phone's, like, died or she just doesn't have service, something, because at this point no one else can get a hold of her. So, McIntosh, Cheshire, his face, the husband, fiance, whatever, he tries to call 911, but there was no one who could speak English. Like, okay. Okay, you know how many tourists come to Puerto Rico? Get yourself an English-speaking person. We need a translator. Yeah. So, this is kind of funny. He remembers that as a yacht captain, you have access to the FBI, just in case of, like, a marina issue or something. Yeah. 
So uh, he calls FBI, the FBI and he asks for agents in the Puerto Rico area. He tells them what's happening. And there's actually a place in Puerto Rico that has FBI agents. So they leave and they're going oh. to this site. So what they're actually going to do is they're driving to uh, interview the fiancé. So they're going to talk to the fiancé to say what's happening. Give, give us all the information that you have. So during all of this time, the but police... you're losing... Precious yeah, exactly. Time. And it's like, who cares? Just freaking look for this car. Or send multiple agents. Yeah, send exactly. Go, uh, so during this time, the the police have been consistently searching for this car. But again, it's like, it's been probably 10 minutes at this point. Yeah. And it's so crazy because nothing like this had ever happened in this area. So people like don't really know what to do. Right. But everyone is out searching for her at this point. So this this part gets a little crazy. So as the FBI are going to uh, search for or go talk to this guy, to the fiancé, a car pulls out in front of them that matches the description of the car that the girl said that she was in. So what they rush next to it and yell at the driver to pull over. And yeah. the driver matches the description of the guy that told. So this is crazy. So this car pulls out in front of the FBI. The car matches the description and so does the guy driving the car. So... He finally pulls over and police ask him to get out of the car. The police start searching the car and they go to the trunk. Yeah. They open the trunk and Kuzak's not in there. But there is a bloody piece of rope and a cell phone. So when they ask this guy whose phone it is, he's like, oh, I just like found it on the side of the road. And I just was like, thought I'd pick it up and put it in my trunk. Okay. Okay, that's true. I totally thought it was just going to be like a different dude and it like ruined his day or something. Yeah, no. <laughs> sure, sure wasn't. Ugh. So they had McIntosh, the fiance, call the cell phone to see if it was Kuzak's cell phone. And as soon as he started calling, his name popped up on the phone. So they know at this point that it's Kuzak's phone. Gotcha. And they also at this point know that something terrible has obviously happened because she's not in the car. Oh, my so, God. So uh, they take Navito to the police. Uh, I was going to say the police store. <laughs> That's not it. Uh, so they take him. They interrogate him. And he just keeps saying, I didn't do it. I'm not a bad person. Like, I was with my family all day. No, you weren't. Yeah. Navito. But detectives could see blood on his clothes. And what he would say is, oh, I was feeding my brother's horses and one of them got cut and was bleeding on me. No. Um, you could think of something better like, I got a bloody nose. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but no. Nope. And a horse had a cut and then it would bleed on me. He was, was bleeding. I don't him. know what was happening. It, it was, was crazy. My, it's my brother's horse. It's yeah. not mine. <laughs> I don't know where he is now. I don't know. But... Um, about an hour after Kuzak had been kidnapped, they started, so they started searching the area around where this car had just pulled out. Right. And it was a lot of grassy area, so you couldn't really see anything without searching through. So about an hour after Kuzak had been kidnapped, they started to find clothes in a nearby grassy area. So there's like a trail of clothing, okay? So they start following it until they found a body. Oh, so no. her body was naked, and there, he placed a metal piece on top of it, so it was just like random piece of metal by that he tried to like hide her body with so uh when they lifted up the metal there was a lot of blood surrounding her body obviously she would naked so she'd obviously had been raped Mm -hmm. and her throat had been slit and there was stabs all over her body so she had been stabbed so uh hours passed and at this point navito is still claiming that he's innocent but when detectives – so detectives were kind of, like, playing a game with him. Mm-hmm. And they started saying, oh, I just – I feel so bad for that baby. Like, she was pregnant. And Navito breaks down. So he had no idea that she was pregnant. Oh, so that would have – that's where he yeah. draws the line. So he completely falls apart and says, I would have never done it if I had knew she was pre- known she was pregnant. 
So he then at this point obviously admits to what he did. So um, he kind of starts talking about how it happened. So he just talks about how he hid behind the car, got her in her trunk, took her to the woods. Um, but the crazy part is that he he said he drove around looking for someone. So he dropped his daughter off at school. And then he spent the next 20 minutes driving around looking for someone to take. Weird. So he like had this, this idea that he wanted to take. He yeah. needed to, so he saw Kuzak and he's like, oh, she'd be perfect. Yeah. But something in his body was like, no, she's not the one. So he kept driving. But then something else was like, no, she's the one. Turned back around. What the hell? So he turns back around. And this is when he grabs her, okay? So then he drives her to this grassy area, rapes her. And at this point, she's still alive. So he walks away. He was just going to leave her. Uh, with her bleeding out of her neck. He turns around and looks at her, and he could see that she is, like, still breathing. So he comes back to her body, and that's when he starts stabbing her. Oh, my God. So. Um, it's, like, just so many fate chances that she could have survived. Yep. And then, oh, my gosh. Yep. So at this point, Navido is charged in court with kidnapping, rape, and first-degree murder. And he's sentenced to 105 days in prison. Um, when they were doing. 105 105- Hundred and five days. I don't know why you don't just call it life in prison, but it's probably just because for the kidnapping he got this many days, and for the rape he got this uh, many days. But okay. it was one hundred and five days. Whatever. Let's just call it life. Um, when they were doing their research on Navito, like in his past, do you there, mean one hundred and five years? Yes. No. <laughs> days. I don't. You know what? You're probably right. It's 105 years. <laughs> I was like so confused. I was like, 105 days ain't nothing. Yeah, 105 years. Sorry. <laughs> we got it. But, okay, we were there. Um, when they started looking into Navito's background, they actually had found out that his mother was convicted in 1992 of the killing of two young children. So she had what split the, the throats of a two- and three-year-old, like, little kids. What the hell? So it's like, like, mother like son, I guess. They Seriously. just decided that was it. And then they also, when they got, like, his picture was in the news, random girls started coming out, like, he's, like, he attacked me in the past, like, saying all of these things. And police started, like, questioning him, like, were you involved with these murders with your mother? But they could never find proof on anything, but, like, police believe that he is somewhat of a serial killer, and they just haven't been able to and find any of his know. victims. Yeah, like, I mean, it's completely yeah. possible. Well, and the what only reason... did she kill? Like, do you it was, know, were they, like, it was related just some, or something? I think they were, like, siblings. Well, the two- and three-year-old were siblings, and I don't know if they were related somehow, but... Weird. And I didn't do um, any research on her, but yeah, she just randomly slit these throats of this two year old and this three year old. That is insane. But they like think that this guy, and the only reason he was caught, right, was because he pulled out in front of the FBI's car Mm -hmm. or he probably would have never been caught. And that's why they're worried that he probably has. Oh, I'm sure. Probably more. I'm sure he has more victims, but Oh, creepy. That's all they know for now. But oh that's gosh. that's my murder. Murder runs in the family. So apparently. I'm for sure never going jogging on a vacation. Nope, it's just not worth it. It's not worth it. Maybe the resort gym. Yeah, if they got that. one. I mean, unfortunately for her, she was on a yacht. Oh, that's right. But yeah, dude, that I, is wild. After doing this, for sure, I'm gonna be careful when I'm on vacation. Ugh, just another reason not to jog. Like <laughs> I needed one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's what's gonna never. Kylie's never gonna go ever again. Now, what are we gonna do, dude? That's crazy. No, that, you guys that get makes... your exercise. Yeah, don't listen just kidding. to Kylie. No challenge, no change. <laughs> that's, Thanks, that's Thanks a, Kylie. Hashtag no challenge, no change. 
All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed episode six. Six. Yeah, <laughs> we're on six. Uh, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>